It's the Nerdmobile. Yeah, right, on automatic pilot. Like, we're not supposed to know he's spying on us in Spasmobile. I sworn that uh, a couple girls I knew got very comfortable in Spasmobile. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Look What You Made Me View. This is the podcast where we stand for nerds, but not ones who throw turds. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm Kaylee. I'm Ryan. You shit on my house, man. (laughs) You shit on my house. That's right. This week, we watched Can't Buy Me Love, a classic, a beautiful classic. I'm going to start with the back of the box summary. And then we'll get into what it. What year did this come out? Oh, this movie came out in 1987. Oh, okay. It stars Patrick Dempsey as the lead. Okay, back of the box summary says, Nowhere man Ronnie Miller is secretly in love with Cindy Mancini, the prettiest, most popular girl on campus. When Cindy finds herself in a desperate predicament, Ronnie steps in to save the day dot 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 for a price cindy must pose as ronnie's girl so that her popularity might rub off on him but the road to popularity takes an unexpected twist when ronnie becomes so cool that his former friends feel the chill cindy is left totally out in the cold and ronnie himself discovers that money might buy you popularity but it can't by you love what is with all the quotation and emphasis on the okay so they they do have a quotation around cool ronnie becomes so quotation marks cool and then it's just like cold puns after and not even puns but yeah lots of um weather references Coldplay cover band, cold puns. Ryan, in this movie that you have just watched, how would you pitch this to a friend in an elevator? Um, Forrest Gump Jr. <laughs> no! This kid just stumbles into like all kinds of success. Um, I no. guess the difference would be Forrest Gump didn't have money to do it. Exactly. But he earned his money. I mean, I have to say, he... Did some fucking hard-ass labor. Yeah. And saved up enough money to entice a young lady in kind of the weirdest, most spontaneous way. I I knew the premise of this movie. Oh, okay. I mean, it's in the title. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Even contextually, you could could get it. But uh, I was not expecting the proposition to be this way. Right. It was was literally, and I have a note, it says... um, nerd or cuck and he can go buy a telescope or he can go pretend to be the boyfriend of a girl who's into another guy cuck kind of confuses me um i guess it's not entirely accurate there right he would have to be with the woman he was watching have sex with another person the point is he is pretending to have a relationship while she is actually into this other person so 
I don't know what that dynamic was, and I certainly didn't know in real time while watching the movie. Right. It's not well explained, even though it is a fairly simple concept. They keep bringing up Bobby. Who the fuck is Bobby? I know. And then we'll see Bobby, and he's preppy Hulk Hogan. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I brought this movie to you for so many reasons. I'm just going to skim over a bit. So my parents, my mom, is from Tucson. So this is filmed primarily uh, where she's from, and she used to go to the mall that's in this movie. Um, I didn't know this having watched it, and I actually texted my mom tonight to be like, yo, did you also go to this high school? Um, She said no, she did not go to this high school, but um, it is the Tucson High School. Hmm. So that's kind of fun. The airfield, um, same deal. Uh, I didn't ask her if she's been there or not, yeah, um, I- I've been here. I've been around here. My parents took me around to like different places that they used to visit and stuff. And mm. of course, I've visited relatives. Um, I've got a lot of family in Tucson. And then the house, um, uh, what, Cindy's house, I believe that house is in Scottsdale. Can I just say this is like the, the and this is going to be very honest in our relationship. Sure, go ahead. I check out every time you talk about Arizona. It's like the least interesting thing about you. And you talk about it a lot. You're a very interesting person. Thank you. And you you celebrate this fact about your world, and and you're so excited. And I I don't know that you celebrate it as much as you're very emphatic and excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you do bring it up often. But I find it to be incredibly dull. Incredibly dull. (laughs) It's boring, isn't it? <laughs> no, I mean it, and I, I'm sorry if that's offensive, but um, no, I, I, I do check out. I do have to contextualize this a little bit. Um, well, into my childhood, I just assume that the entirety of the '80s happened in Arizona. There are so many films that know, take that's place like there. Like and my shit. Like, my parents lived there. That's where they fell yeah. in love. I just find. I spent most of my childhood thinking that Arizona was like the big happening place. Right. And I visited there not super often, but often enough to where like it's a part of my childhood. It's a fascinating Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. I love it out there. But I think the reason why you check out so quickly is because you are not a hot person. You are a hot person. I have. Thank you. But you are not. (laughs) I have relatives in Arizona. You do. You don't hear me talking about it. (laughs) No. But also, they're not from there. Like, my family is legit. I think that would make it worse. From there. It's more interesting that they're not. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Faith and Benny. Yeah. Um, Um, who live very close to where this is filmed, actually. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Um, I don't care where this takes place. I care so much. None of, it, it seemed like such just like generic middle America. Could have been Jersey. Could have been... Uh, this could have been Jersey? 100%. You've seen mall rats. I've seen mall rats. This there are no cacti. This doesn't give you mall rats? There are so? no cacti. Okay, just because there's a couple cacti in it that you can buy a cactus. You know, I'm home, saying home this Depot. is definitively like that is definitely tucson that i'm looking at it doesn't matter to the story in any way no not really um no I think that's more what i'm saying here is most of what we see is indoors yeah um in oh man tucson high school so guys we have the movie playing in the background and <laughs> rock his <laughs> name is rock they're at the scene where her mom is going on a date with this dude and he is just the creepiest there's another element in there. Just there. 
Okay, so alternate summary for this film is... Um, sure, go ahead. You want to feel like a pervert? Because there are all kinds of underage, like, half-naked people in this movie. Yeah, but you've also shown me, like, Fast Times and... What? Um, I showed you that? Yeah. I showed you that? Yes. For reallys? Wait, no, it, you showed me... Um, what is the one with all right, all right, all right? Oh, Dazed and Confused. You showed me nope, Dazed and did Confused. did not. You yes, had you told did. me you saw it, and we were going to see if it still worked, and uh-huh. it did not hold up. It we both not. agreed it did not hold up. I had seen scenes from it. I hadn't seen the full thing, okay. and I forgot that I watched Ridgemont um, with somebody else. Ridgemont? Yeah. Wait, wait. Fast Times? Dazed and Confused? I watched Fast Times with somebody oh. else, and then... I it might have been Emily, as a matter of fact, and then I watched Dazed and Confused with you. But you had told me at that time that you had already seen it. I had seen most of it. Okay, but it was like a that, party that's movie. That's fine. Right? But either like way, you put it on in the our background. intention was to be like, does this still work? Because it does not. Everybody uses uses Dazed and Confused, or at least in my generation, we used it as a um, uh, a way to say uh, to stereotype each other, basically to say you're this guy, you're that character, you know. Right. Whereas um, now we say, oh, I'm totally a Rachel, or you're such a, a Joey, thing. Yeah. yeah, or oh, you're such a Ted Mosby. I don't know what that means. Um, that's how I, I met, met your mother. Your mother. Okay. There you go. How I sold you furniture. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. the next big hit. <laughs> no, no. Um, let's get into the actual movie. No, I, there are more reasons. Let's start with the mom. No, I mean we're. I'll just finish off explaining everything with this. We're coming up on love season. Oh, um, when we are taping this, I wanted yeah. to pick out a romantic movie. Conception My original day. conception day. <laughs> As we like to call it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I had originally picked 10 Things I Hate About You. It's one of my favorites. Um, But you had already seen it. Taming the Shrew. Yeah. I I, I thought that movie was hella clever. Uh, And yeah, the titling is very clever uh, in relation to, you know, what it's based on. I thought that was cool. No, it's really, really good. But yeah, I'd seen that. Um, yeah, so I picked the next best thing. Yeah, so we didn't announce this episode. You know, that was the big cliffhanger. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is a bit underwhelming. Okay, so I picked... Solid choice. Thank you. <laughs> no Thank doubt. You. But for a... Hey... Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> French fast, motherfucker. I wish you would have uh, thrown me a bit of a curveball here. <laughs> Admittedly, this is something I should have seen, and I'm surprised I hadn't the seen The very loose connection is that at some point in the movie, he goes, 17 years, three months, and five yeah. days. <laughs> it's a long time to wait <laughs> For a pair of tits. He, he says that's something not what like he says. that. What he does says, he say? To, I remember this vividly. Go ahead. Because this line, and Get we're it. jumping way later into this movie. <laughs> Let's just say, I think we can all assume the man is successful. And he touches tit, as he put it. Yeah. It's a, it's a long, what does he say? A long time? It's a long time. Yeah. To wait for some tit. For some tit. That's, that's it. That's what it is. That's it. Yes. Um, I thought he said to touch tit. Uh, we have to stop saying this because it was <laughs> upsetting at the time and I can only only imagine it's not it's better. It's so gross. Hearing it from us. Okay. Now we can talk about the actual movie. The mom, gorgeous. 
No, her hair is atrocious. Uh, Should fix one of my her first hair. notes is mom's hair game is just <laughs> wow. It's very helmety. Like it's 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 luxurious. It looks nice and fluffy around the sides. Mm-hmm. And it, and she just put a koosh ball <laughs> on top of that. Yeah. Um. And then she passed this down to her daughter, who also. Has terrible hair from the I think young Cri- Kristen Bell here, uh, who is what this young lady looks like, mm. uh, I think she's slaying it. I, I'm with it. It's a very strong and far-reaching part. It is. Uh, it is. But we know a, a young lady named Catherine. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Blonde. No. Very, very blonde. Yes. Yeah. Uh, was a server at... A couple different places. Yeah. Very sweet girl. Okay. Uh, went to... Um, uh, no more details. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we know who we're talking about. She reminds me of her in some ways. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, this is Amanda Peterson we're talking about here. Um, and I only know her from this film, but apparently... Um, yeah, she passed a few years ago. The... the st- wait. Her? The person in this movie? Yeah, is Amanda Peterson. And she's gone? She is. Yeah, back in 2015. Makes it even worse. We're seeing people in their underwear that are underage, and now (laughs) they're also dead. (laughs) Yeah, she's also in a movie that I have not seen, but I want to, called I Posed for Playboy. And um, I had it on a list at one point to watch it. The question everybody's asking themselves right now is, why do you want to watch that, Kaylee? Because it just seems like, what what is the context here? Is this like an inside scoop into, or is it a documentary? Is this like, I don't know anything about the film, but I'll watch it at some point. Why not? Um, Rock shows up and is immediately skeevy. Rock? Rock is the boyfriend. Rock. And he gives the daughter the up down, and he's all like, "Oh, I oh, thought this was the your date, younger the mom's sister." Date. Oh, yes. goodness, yeah, he was just really gross. I find this fascinating because it's the reverse of what it normally is. Normally, it's like, "Oh, and this must be your older sister," so that he can hit on the mom, right, and say that the mom looks young. Yeah, we have the reverse. well, the mom took it that way. We have the reverse of that in this situation where he's talking to the young girl and is like, you look "Oh, old enough to I be, thought." Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. this was your younger sister. Pretty nasty. He's not handsome at all. And the mom says uh, something about how he's hot. What a hunk. What a hunk. There you go. Mm-hmm. So 80s. So gross. Uh, this is what I don't <laughs> so understand. So 80s. So gross. So gross. <laughs> <laughs> Get a bumper sticker uh, for just that. Th- so <laughs> This movie is very slow going at the beginning. It's giving aesthetic it's giving place and time it's showing it takes a really long time to explain the simple concept of like who's in what group exactly yeah and we see a lot of conversations and they're just vapid ass conversations and there's music playing the entire time oh my god but the music is so good okay no some of the music is really good <laughs> it's great but this bullshit that's playing behind them as they're talking like why did they even need music when they're at the lunch table it was an oh i mean it was I, interesting I enough you didn't need i don't know I, I, this that kind of stuff screams to me like the director thinks that there's not enough energy in the scene mm-hmm. so he needs something else mm-hmm. it, it it's a lack of confidence in your performers i think and, and i don't i don't like that shit I don't like it either, but I also realize this is a first role for a lot of these actors. 
So it's Dempsey's first role. I think it is. Yeah. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think it is. And the performances across the board are not super strong. Um, I mean, we do get Dempsey crying at one moment, but overall, he's just kind of manic. I'm trying to think if I like anybody as far as performances go. Do you like Seth Green in this film? Oh, I don't know how that escapes me because, yes, 100% I loved him in this movie. Really? If anybody's killing it, it's him. He's like a tattling little brother. He's so good. He's so ridiculous. I mean, he's whoever his agent is is setting him up for character acting for the rest of his career this is why i'm kind of surprised i didn't see this movie um 87 it's it seems like something i would have watched it seems like something that just would have been on hbo Mm -hmm. or uh pretty around right it's not that offensive like they say the f word once um so yeah i think this could have been on tv even but i don't remember shit about it i thought i may have seen it and now, now having seen it, I realized that if I had started to watch it, I would have checked out pretty quick. Yeah. Because um, it takes a while before we get to Seth Green. But that character, I did like him. I think, you know, if I had seen this when it came out originally, I, that would have kind of drawn me in if I had seen a trailer. But I don't know. This This movie just is like, even especially having seen it now, it is exactly what I thought it was. Really? Not for me. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We can there. talk about like why this is different than something like Iron Eagle, The Wraith. Um, this is Teen definitely Wolf. the girls' version of those movies. No, how is it? This is so disrespectful to women. Uh, it's moralistic, and unfortunately, that is what we get as women. I think anytime there is a eighties. L- love story movie that is geared towards women it is hyper moralistic right it's very like don't hook up with this guy today because he's going to be unpopular tomorrow like uh, just throwing reasons to protect from uh, quotation marks virginity uh, throwing any reason possible at their audience um Whereas you guys got Iron Eagle and the Wraith and all of these ridiculous, insane shoot 'em ups. But we, everybody got Teen Wolf, Kaylee. Everybody got Teen Wolf. That's right. You yeah. know what I mean? Boof is for the everybody. People. Got the Breakfast Club. Yeah, but is that? Mm, does the Breakfast Club transcend genders? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I always thought of it as a chick flick because of how it ends. Breakfast Club. Yeah. Oh. My- Every person that I know loves The Breakfast Club, man or woman or neither. Um, that kind of makes me really happy. Yeah, nice. it's a classic. It's a really good movie. It, it's because it breaks down kind of the dynamics of school in a much more potent way than something like this does, where it's the oh, cools yeah. versus the geeks, which nerds. I don't think they were geeks. They were nerds. Thank exactly. you. Nerds. Nerds. Aww. And and the cools. This is such a stupid ass phrase. There's jocks. There's uh, theater kids. I mean, it's it's so much more nuanced than that, right? And Breakfast Club recognized at least some diversity. Now there wasn't one black student or Asian student <laughs> or anything that was a anybody but white kids in that room, right? But um, as far as white kids go, they ran the gambit. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. I mean, Very good point. Yeah, as as much diversity as you can represent within the white student body. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and again, here, same thing about uh, the, uh, as much of the cool versus nerd dynamic you can show. This is way re- more ambiguous. It's just like there's a it's like a wide fence. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There might be a few stragglers and they're standing right on that damn fence. Um, and I would say that only because there seem to be a couple cool kids skateboarding in this movie. Uh, one of this, these kids has like the coolest fucking haircut I've ever seen. He looks like a Japanese anime character. <laughs> he does. Um, it's like a he, mohawk that is like up and pushed to the side. It's spiky. Yeah. It's so out of place. He looks like he's out of Final Fantasy. Then he goes in skateboards. It's like, I want to see the movie that stars this kid. <laughs> These other kids are boring. We have. Me. It's rad. <laughs> Ooh. Hey. Good movie. Uh, Very we good hope movie. most of our listeners have seen rad, but if not, see rad. If not, definitely see rad. Um... The general aesthetic of this is also very Arizona, so that's why I'm struggling to think. Arizona? It's Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I. This is why the whole "this could have been in Jersey" thing shocked me. There are like uh, turquoise earrings and big chunky silver bangles, and just Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. Go Bengals. Wait, I think when this comes out. It's wait. I don't know if this episode comes out before or after the Super Bowl. Audience, we have lost all concept of time. Yeah. Time is relative it's and also we delicious. Don't know. So season your food, everybody. We're losing it. This movie made us lose it in some ways. Um we were very eager to do this episode and this one has spun me right round. Oh good. Like a record baby? Yeah. It made me realize what we're doing here. What you're making me view is sometimes not my favorite. But has fun things. These are the things that I want to actually talk These to you about. These are the things about. in your Jeep. Let's go. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about the things in her Jeep. This car that this teenage girl drives. The little white joint? My dream car. Yeah. Okay. That is either a Volkswagen Cabrillo or a Volkswagen Rabbit. It looks like a rabbit to me. My yeah. dream car like is a, a white Volkswagen Cabrio. Shit looks clean. It's I like it. Gorgeous. I can't I just I'm going to take a moment. I was so incredibly close to having a white Volkswagen Cabrio and then we lifted the hood and the battery was sitting on like this giant rusty plate so I didn't buy the car. I I Put priorities in check. Solid decision. (laughs) I put my priorities in check and I did not buy the car. This is my dream car. And I think it's because of this movie. And I didn't even realize that until this viewing. Hmm. Somewhere subliminy. Subliminy? (laughs) Subliminy in there. Subliminy cricket. Sublimely in there. I think Um, that's starting to happen a lot more with us. Yeah. In these movies. We're learning. As we progress through our uh, lives. We start to realize, oh, we're absorbing more of this shit. Yeah. So while I may have watched a ton of The Wraith when I was really little, I don't think I absorbed that much about The Wraith, <laughs> other than like um, being attracted to women that look like Sherilyn Finn. I mean... Definitely not more than you absorbed from uh, Revenge of the Nerds too, as we learned. That's been lingering with me. Really? Honestly, yeah. Ever since we did the episode, I have really been considering how much of that stuff affects me like I, I i do want to genuinely believe that it's symbiotic resonance and like you know i, I was kind of like on that path and i 
I'm attracted to it. I'm drawn to it because it's magnetism. We're similar, right? Um, but yeah, who knows? The only thing that lingers in my mind from that film is uh, pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make you think of the pee pee. And that's it. Um, let's cover the concept here. Uh, Cindy wears her mom's suede suit to a party. Somebody gets um, either wine or a mixed drink on it. Well, it was Bobby. Because we see Bobby later at a party and his whole thing is carrying around wine and talking about how he knows shit about wine. No. Okay. So those are two totally different characters. Okay. So it was that guy, though, that spilled the wine on her, though. Yes. um, Because he's just carrying wine and trying to get chicks. Excuse me. Wow. Adult. What has this Adult female ducks. (laughs) 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 He's trying to get them drunk. And he's carrying red wine around. He's he also, should carry white wine around. He's trying to be... That is so sexist. <laughs> I mean, carry the white wine around. And and then we don't have any more issues. I'm going to take a sip of my <laughs> red wine that I am currently drinking. Um, I gave him a... trying a, to... He's not trying to get these girls drunk, necessarily. He's trying to be sophisticated for the freshman girls, because he thinks that's what's going to get him laid. He never drinks it. He talks about how it's great, and then they're so impressed that he just hands it to them, and then they drink it. No, no, no. Like, three different girls sniff it, are repulsed by it, and then pretend to drink it. Ooh, I thought we were talking about something else. But um, I think it's he is calculated. I think he is doing this all on purpose. It's a whole act. Um, Yeah, I I think it's really creepy. Mm. Um, This one time in college, I showed up to a uh, college Halloween party with a sippy bottle full of red wine. And then I fell asleep really hard. Um, Don't drink red wine at parties. That... Don't do it's it. just a terrible story. Katie. It was awful. It was a really bad experience. First off, for you me. sound basic as hell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, scary. It was a part of the costume. Your parents would not of. be happy to hear this. No. Yeah. No, they would not. Costuming in general for this film is insane, but the outfit that they choose to be damaged is particularly bad. It is a suede suit and it's got like these weird tassel things yeah, like, like a country. cowgirl coat yeah, and then it's cowboy. got like a leather bikiniette bralette that's a thing bikiniette i i'm making it up i don't know what to call this thing bralette rome eo and bikiniette yes it's gross and i was happy that someone spilt cheap wine all over it but wow this sparks the whole issue she has to go to the dry cleaners or or she goes back to the store and she's like hi can i just borrow uh, this outfit that's good and in your store and then i will fix i will take time to fix this one and the guy of course is like no Patrick Dempsey sees the whole thing, does not buy the telescope he's been saving up for, and instead offers her $1,000 for a full month of dating. Yeah. That's the concept. And then I love that she keeps going back and forth and saying, okay, one week. 
Like after she's already received payment and agreed to this very weird contract, she's like, okay, one day. She could no, just no, no, no. bail, one man. Week. She literally she could. She could totally just bail. This is so stupid. I, I hate this premise. When I imagined what this film was, I thought she was just popular. I didn't think she needed the money for anything particular. Like I didn't think it was this like, hey, I fucked up and I need a quick dial uh, to pay for my mom's outfit that i stole have you seen easy a yes many okay. times yeah it's kind of like easy a i thought that's a good movie that's a very good movie because the whole concept is she's just a beautiful woman who mm-hmm. agrees to allow people to say they hooked up with her yeah for yeah. gift cards she right. gets paid in like gift cards yeah. and all kinds of weird stuff yeah, so what i don't have to actually do anything you just say that that's whatever who cares yeah yeah. Better than OnlyFans. Way better than this situation in which she keeps having to haggle. And she needed the money, too. It's like, it, it's so weird. It's really fucked up. She agrees to it, um, but also that's a horrible situation. For him to jump to that thought so quickly. I mean, in that moment where he's he's about to do this thing he saved up the money for, he's so excited to get this telescope. And I'm happy for him. And then he just so quickly realizes, oh, that thing's a thousand dollars too, and I could get this girl to help me be popular. Yeah, it's weird. And of course, there's this awkward transition where they're trying to figure out, like, how do we explain why I'm now talking to you? What grade are they in? Are th- they're seniors? They and he's yeah. Oh, this is so. He's stupid. trying to get like one very popular final year of right. high school. Yeah. So this is yeah. crazy as hell. A thousand dollars in 1987 is probably like three or four grand, right? Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. This is silly. Why it, is her mom so bougie in buying three thousand uh, dollar garments and and even having the ability for her daughter to steal it like that. Because she got to go get herself rock and other types. (laughs) I just don't like And I find myself saying this so many times when we do the show. uh, I just don't like anybody. Mm -hmm. I do like Seth Green, though. The little brother's fun. The little brother's I don't mind the parents. His parents are kind of cool. His parents are adorable. They're very cute. Um, His dad just cleaning the car. And and his mom is very, very cute, too. I thought they were okay, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, his family. But then he is totally perverted by money, as most white men in America are. I think he's also (laughs) perverted by, like, desperation. And I don't understand why he wants this so badly. I think... It's not even that he wants to be popular. It's that he doesn't want to be unpopular anymore. Mm. He's lived three years of his life being bullied and harassed, and he can't handle it anymore. It's like a prison of the mind, and he yeah. wants to escape. I get that. I get that. Yes. Uh, yeah. But he becomes a complete asshole in the process and is fully unlikable. And I really feel bad for this young lady the whole time. Um, I feel bad for his friend. The moment we haven't I, really talked about the friend, no, who is obnoxious as hell. But yeah, he's still getting the shit into the stick. Literally, Ooh, yeah. The moment I stop feeling bad for Cindy is when she starts buying him clothes on her mom's credit card. Yeah, it's like, hey, wait a minute, didn't you need money from? Couldn't this Couldn't you just? put another suit on your mom's credit card at that point if she's really not paying attention yeah 
Because um, how much money did she spend on clothes for Patrick Dempsey? Also, why is she spending cl- money on clothes for a person that she is only agreeing to date well, for one month? That leads us to the latter part of the film where she's actually starting to fall for him. Yeah. And there's a moment in the car, you know, he's being really cool. He's showing her a bunch of stuff and he is being a genuine person and he is interesting and it makes sense that she's falling for him. She goes to kiss him Mm -hmm. uh, the day before they're supposed to end their agreement and he's deaf to all these cues and it's just, it sucks because he overlooks all of it and just tries to plan the breakup. This is the part that reminds me of you. How's that? In a way, he's so down on himself that he just doesn't realize he's on a date. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We've talked about this on the podcast. I suppose. But for people that have not heard before, yeah. I mean, insecure people don't necessarily realize when they're being hit on or that people are are interested in them. They just don't believe it could happen. Um, I've been guilty of that. I think it makes it all the more better, right? Because the Patrick Dempsey that we get midway through the film is not somebody anyone should be around. After the breakup, the big breakup, he's all, I don't know, chauvinistic. He makes a big scene and he's like, no, I'm breaking up with you. And uh, if I was Bobby, I wouldn't call you either. Like he puts the stake in the heart. For me, all that is indicative of him not really being into her at all. I could never treat somebody that way if I was into them. Well, he thinks it's a ruse, and he's I such an idiot. It. it makes her look bad, and that's what I think he, it's insensitive. Right. I genuinely think that he likes her, but I also think that he's so stupid and self-centered that he doesn't realize what he is doing. In the name of popularity. Yeah, I think that's what they want us to think. Yeah, but the walk he does when he comes back in is the most ridiculous peacocking I have ever seen. Now, is it more ridiculous than the dance that he learns from no, the wrong channel? That, that is like the pinnacle. That's the top <laughs> of this escalating. So this is the silhouette insane. of the pinnacle. It is. Okay. Yes. Um, it's the denim suit. Of the issue. Like he's living in a cardboard box. Oh my God, the music. The music for this movie. The soundtrack. <laughs> I'm going to download it after we're done here. Um, what else do we have to talk about in this movie? The I dance. Mean, the, oh, the dance. The, the Columbus Day dance, you mean? It's not a Columbus Day dance. What? It is. It what? 100% is what? a Columbus Day dance that they attend. What? Oh, what? The, the dance. Uh, he performs a dance at a... Because I... I'm wondering, what is this dance for? Yeah. I thought it was prom. No, but they already did that. No, no, no. They haven't done prom yet. Oh, 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 that's right. That's right. It's at the end. Yeah. The dance is a a Columbus Day dance. Now, why? Why? And then he does a culturally appropriate dance at the Columbus Day dance. Oh, God. The layers of (laughs) insensitivity in this are insane. Yeah. This it's not. It's not glass onion. It's ass onion. Ass. Ass. Because you don't want to get to the center of that one. No, I don't want to talk about doo doo yet. So oh. the the dance. He thinks he's watching American Bandstand. He's actually watching PBS. Um, I don't know anything about American Bandstand. It's just like a music show. Um, okay. Yeah, they would have bands or performers on there to like do MTV the new hits. before MTV. Well, w- there were a lot of shows where people would dance. You know what Soul Train is? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, there were a lot more shows like that. Oh. Where people, would, they would just play the songs and you'd watch people dance. I assumed, So not only did you hear the new music, but you'd see the new dance styles. I assumed this was a thing that died in the 60s or 70s, uh, around the time of Hairspray. Mm. Right? And, and then it was just done after that. Okay. Didn't know this went into the, the 80s. Yeah. In my mind, all that was on TV in the 80s was like HBO... Um, Little House on the Prairie and Jane Fonda workouts, and that was it. But she was missing out on the wubba lubba dub dub, the downtown Julie Brown dance off. I can't remember the name of the show. She, uh, there were, I mean, even like pretty early into the 90s, they still had dance shows like that. That's cool. Yeah, man. But the actual dance that he ends up doing, of course, is the uh, anteater ritual. Yeah, he thinks he's watching. American Bandstand, like you said. Yes, yeah. but he's actually watching PBS. Um, and I love this moment where they're at the dance and he's doing his thing and everybody just kind of like stops and they're like, what the fuck? And then it's the guys who have to join in to make it okay. It's like everybody in the room is looking towards like the alpha males. It, this whole entire movie is so primal. Right? It's so materialistic and yeah. it's so primal. Yeah. Um, everybody looks to the guy jocks to make sure that it's okay and that they should be doing the stance. This was the most Forrest Gumpy part. This is where I wrote the note about Forrest Gump. Yeah. Because he does the dumbest damn thing. He stumbles into the whole art of that dance in a Forrest Gumpian way. Yeah. Um, and then enacts it, and then people respond to it way better than you would expect, which is a very Forrest Gump thing. Uh, it, it, yeah, I didn't care for it. No, uh, the dance itself, it's very silly. Obviously, it's an appropriation. Um, and which is not intentional. I, mean, I will no. say he, co he, and that's again, that's the Forrest Gump part of it is like he's not, he doesn't mean to do it, but he's so stupid. That he doesn't realize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and this is something I meant uh, I meant to mention earlier when he kind of makes his transition into being a cool dude and they have their big breakup. He shows up at school because she's kind of groomed him into being a cooler looking guy. Like, yeah. She instantly breaks him down. The conversation uh, where they're, you know, kind of negotiating rules still. She's tearing his sleeves off and making him look cooler. Yeah. All of a sudden, he looks completely different. And is a cooler guy. I mean, he's got a much better vibe. Uh, she nails it. So he got his thousand dollars worth right there. Yeah, but at in the, that moment, <laughs> at the same time, though, when he walks back into the school, it's like Spider Man Three. Okay, where he's doing the dance and he's like walking around like I'm so cool and I don't have a care in the world. Um, it still comes across as Tobey Maguire trying to be cool. Okay, sure. In and, my mind. And, and he, yeah, I mean, he is, he is the darker version of this. He is, uh, has now slayed, um, the person that brought him here. Yeah. And he is just the worst version of himself. And he's got <laughs> what they call saturated hair. Yes. They refer to his hair, his slick back hair as saturated. And it just made me think, uh, my uncle Gene used to love having his hair wet he okay. would just go re-wet his hair 
Okay. And I'm wondering, did he get that from this movie? Because I never really understood why he was so obsessed with that look. He really liked the saturated, and he didn't say it that way, but um, I thought it was crazy as hell to see it here. Uh, Can I be real for a minute? Yeah. I used to have very, very short hair. I'm talking like really short. And um, there's this scene in True Lies where i know what you mean yeah where she like puts her hands into like a flower vase and wets her hair to like slick it back and look more sexy right dog i didn't wear my hair like that ever like out in public but yes i felt super sexy with my hair wet and you gotta short keep it saturated yeah hey. <laughs> i don't think it looks very good i've never really liked my hair wet i don't like my hair wet when it's long no Definitely I don't like not. it really wet. I mean, as a look, I don't want to put product in my hair. Mm. I don't want to do that shit. Okay. He does. And a lot of it. In a major way. Yeah. Guys, if you're going to watch this movie, if you haven't watched it, uh, at least check this shit out. Like, skip around and, lo- and check <laughs> these looks out because it's really Just look wild. Look at the fits. The fits are a lot to handle. Yeah. Um, but of course, all the girls now want him now it's just general policy you don't date your best friend's ex right but these women don't care no because they share they share that's right right um and they're like trading him off in a weird way we get a lot of commodity out of this film a lot of like people as a commodity popularity i don't remember high school being this transactional no High even, school is uh, not transactional. $1,000, you know, be my girlfriend for a month aside, even. Right. I don't remember it being so transactional. No, it's more, we have to see each other every day, so let's just be cool. Right? I'm not going to date somebody that you want to date because I have to sit next to you in class every day. Let's just be cool. Like, that's what I remember from high school. I don't remember any of this, like, oh, well, I get him this week, and no, I'm going to take him to the prom. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. That's insane. And if it does, th- these are maniacs. It's disgusting. This is, it's got to be rare, right? But I don't know what 1987 high school was like. Maybe it was more like this. No idea. Um, but then we eventually get to the New Year's Eve party and Iris. Iris is apparently the... Um, oh, what did they say about her? She's um, she's open for business. Yeah, she's been around. Yeah, I would call her the sexually oh, liberated. Oh, more rides than a greyhound, they say. Yes, right. I would call her the sexually liberated character in this clusterfuck, but they treat her like she's a hua. Well, she does try to play that whole um, you won't respect me if this happens game. Um, I don't know. Yeah. it's It's such a strange thing to put in the movie uh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense he doesn't seem to be driven by sex but he is he is he really yeah because he does make the big statement like wow 17 and i'm finally touching yeah I sp- and, and that's the mo the more oh man he's Just a teenage to boy how to disgusting assume he's this not- character is and why i don't like him yeah but um yeah that's revealed a little bit more later um, that he adopts this mentality of the popular guys he's now friends with, where he's just kind of taking advantage of women, and and it's all about you know the pursuit of uh, sex, um, and that's not his passion. So it, I don't. It's hard to believe that somebody would just flip mode like this completely. He becomes drunk with power, really. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the best way to describe it, probably. Yeah. 
But for me, it's the moment where he's like quoting Cindy's poetry to her to get her to feel comfortable. Um, Wait, he quotes her poetry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was so, he just reading it? No, while he and Iris are hooking up in a bathroom and Cindy is standing outside, he starts quoting Cindy's poetry, not knowing she's right there. And then she gets really teary and then Bobby shows up. Oh, man. I yeah. didn't. I don't think I made that connection. Yeah. Shit. It's, I feel for her in that moment. It's plagiarism and it's awful. Yeah. You know what else is awful? Mm-hmm. Spiking the punch and leaving the bottles in it. Yeah, he just dropped that bottle right in there. Bloop. <laughs> Who does that? Why? Who does that? Because then it's so obvious what has happened. Slobvious. Uh, Bobby shows up. Bobby is playing football in Iowa, I think, for Iowa State. Yeah, Bo- the, to finally see Bobby was a, a huge surprise. I think I already mentioned it. Preppy Hulk Hogan is yes. the best way I can put it. Um, he's mad, though. Yeah. He's hearing what's going on. And uh, he's got no business being mad. This I don't give a shit. About, I'm 42 years old. I don't care about any of this drama. This is all nonsense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what do I get out of this? I don't understand the relationship here. She is dating Bobby, but not dating Bobby, because she's also dated uh, Patrick Dempsey and another college guy. Yeah. So I'm confused. Oh, oh uh, Brent. Brent was fun. Brent was fun. Until he wasn't. Yeah. And then he was really unfun. Milkshake man. Make yeah. sure it's thick. Make sure it's thick. He just likes thickness. I, I can appreciate that. But he's dating Cindy. She all right. Cindy not down with the thickness. She's going to age well, I bet. She probably would have. What are we talking about? These are underage people. What is this fucking movie? They're not underage when they film this movie. That, are you sure? Yes, because it's yeah. just questionable. I felt like a perv almost the entire time. Oh, my God. Just wait until we watch some <laughs> Disney Channel movies. Brace yourself. Uh, well, I would hope those don't have them half naked. I mean... No, but I will say there's this, and I think it's iCarly. I'm not sure what it is, but there's this moment you Kaylee, where- you not Carly. I not Carly. I Kaylee. <laughs> you Kaylee. Oh, yeah, yeah. I talk of iCarly. Yeah. I think it's iCarly. I think it's like Sam's character where um, she's trying to hit on this 19-year-old boy, mm-hmm. and he finds out that she's only 13, Ooh, and boy. there's a laugh track behind it. Huh. Yeah, this recently resurfaced, and I was like, oh, shit. I thought that was funny at the time. All right, that sounds fun. Um, yeah, that's Disney for you. This is also technically Disney. This is a Touchstone film. I don't know what Touchstone has to do Touchstone, with Touchstone uh, is somehow owned or incorporated by Disney. Um, Maybe now, yeah. At the time, it wouldn't have No, been at one. the time, I think so. I doubt Yeah, because Nightmare so. Before Christmas is a Touchstone film, but it's also Disney, and that only happened like a little bit after this, right? All right, well, we'd have to get into the intricacies of distribution rights and all that. Right, definitely. That's kind of the film. That's it. That's it? Yeah. I, I don't it's know. It's not that deep. Um, We end with them riding on a lawnmower together. Yeah. And agreeing to go to the prom. This I, could have been Lawnmower Man. It could have been. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, I mean, he's, he earned most of his money, uh, or all of it, uh, mowing lawns. Do yourself a favor, go watch Lawnmower Man. If she, if she right had a VR now. thing in her basement, this could have been Lawnmower Man. Oh my God. It's Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Looking sexy yeah. as hell. And um, the dude from Lost, the, plane, the pilot from Lost. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I just love her little run. She's like, 
Ronald? 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 <laughs> she starts running after this man on a lawnmower. It's ridiculous. It is. Um, it's so cute. And when I was a child watching this film, I wanted to fall in love so deeply that I was willing to run like an idiot towards that person. That was a goal for me. Really? Have I achieved that? I don't know. I, I think mean, figuratively, I have, maybe. I think I have higher standards <laughs> for myself now. Like, I will not run like an idiot. For anybody but my kid, you know? Yeah. for my ki- If my kid's in danger, I'm running like an idiot. Oh, yeah, of course. For Ronald, yeah. I am not. <laughs> Child. <laughs> Child. Um. Ryan, in this movie that I have made you view, what is your highlight? Well, I feel bad. There are quite a few fun things we didn't really talk about. Uh, The Man in a Box song is so fucking great. I don't remember when it happens, but guys, it's life-changing in some ways for me uh, to realize a song like this could exist. So go check out the Man in the Box song. That's fun. Um, Ultimately, the karma element of this, where he does finally suffer. The second people find out he paid her, uh, people check out, and he's just like, not only back to normal, he's like worse off because he doesn't even have his friend. Like, everybody thinks he's a scumbag now. And I thought that was great because this dude got away with so much nonsense, he does not need to be feeling good about himself. So I did appreciate that it balanced itself a little bit. I I guess what I'm saying is I enjoyed the latter part of the movie because it made more sense. Wow. Okay. Um, I do love the you shit on my house line. So thanks for starting the episode with it. No problem. (laughs) Uh, For lowlights, there's a song, uh, speaking of songs, at the party, the first party, where the dude just like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like really loud. And I, I don't get it. I don't know what that was about. Um, he's also wearing a stupid ass hat at the beginning of the movie consistently. And then he brings it back during the cool era. Yeah. And I was thinking, no, you cannot do this. But now he's cool. So no, he defines it the cool. Isn't that the same night he loses his cool though? It might be. No, because he wears it when he re-enters. After the big breakup, he wears the hat again. Yes. I that's what I mean. I love the hat, though. The, the hat is so cool. bad. It's, it's like so a, um, cool. What is it? It's like a... Um, uh, like a beret. Yeah, it's like a beret. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very, very... But smaller, it's like an LL hat. Cool J hat. He it's looks like stupid. Samuel L. Jackson. I don't like it. <laughs> I love the hat. Yeah, Okay. Well, uh, that means we need to talk about your favorite thing about this movie. Okay, so my highlight for the film. All right, everybody, I'm happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But this video is the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Drug. Right. Well, that was uh, the 1990 um, one-hit wonder Gerardo with Rico Suave. Uh, Very relevant interruption here as this man is in this movie. Yeah. And I don't think we've mentioned this at all. No. I know the term. I didn't know it was a song. I didn't know where it came from. He... 
he was in it, and I was like, oh, who's that guy? And I said Rico Suave. Mm-hmm. And then you said Gerardo. And mm-hmm. I didn't really, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, yeah, what does he do? And it took me a minute before I put it together. I was like, oh, same guy. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm assuming you had not seen this video before. I have not. No, of course not. All right. Uh, huge, massive hit for about six months in 1990, wow. if not longer. This came out after the movie we watched tonight. Seems insane to me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would think that he's only in a movie because he had this huge hit. I would think so, too. I mean, he's a very attractive person. He's suave as well. Yeah, he is suave. This is about the most chauvinistic song I've ever heard, though. It's disgusting. It's pretty bad. Well, is this important to you in any way? or Other than it just being everywhere and Mm. everybody that lived through this knows exactly what the hell it is because it just seemed to be everywhere. Oh, oh and, okay. And I kind of understand a little bit more why now. The The song's long as shit for no reason. It is. So it seems intentional to put it on the radio and then just like have it always on. Why? Oh, oh because it's long? Yeah. It's easy to just have it on? Yeah, so multiple rotations because it's requested frequently. Mm, or it's on the okay. top 10 of the week or whatever. Okay. So it, you just are more likely to hear it the longer it's there. Mm, okay. Are, are, bop, bop. It is too long. Rico. Suave. Suave. <laughs> it's gross. Um, It's really It would be gross. really fun if it wasn't so gross. Yeah, because it's funny, Um, but he does not mean for it to be funny. He says a lot of fucked up shit. Uh, he's uh, at her parents' house, and he's just like slapping the dad and putting his leg on the daughter. And it's just yeah. like, it's really weird. Yeah. This man thinks a lot of himself. He certainly does. And I am all for body positivity. Yeah. Um, but I am not for chauvinism. And that is what this is. So uh, now I want to watch, um, which I am currently going through um, every episode of SNL. And I can't wait to get to this era to see the parodies of Rico Suave because I know they're there. I remember. Really? Them. Yeah. I remember watching. Oh, fun. There's got to be at least one, but um, I do okay. vaguely remember that. Uh, so that's going to be fun. But yeah, he, it was just like this spike. Inattention mm. and then nosedive into obscurity for him. Like the Friday song, um, which come to find out our kid loves. Well, that girl's back. Rebecca Black is back. She back? Yeah. Black is back? Yes. Didn't know that. She's Yeah, she's trying to do like legitimate stuff. Oh, good for her. I yeah. suppose. She's like, she's younger than me. I know that much. I have a chip on my shoulder as a musician f- when it comes to people that like come from money Oh yeah, and access and all yeah. that, um, and that's my that's my trip. Mm, yeah. I hear you. Um, there's just more the chances for opportunity, chances yeah, for success. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if I had those opportunities, I, I could do a whole lot more with them. That's, yeah. uh, but that's jealousy. That's envy. That's nonsense. So, does Gerardo get the music video because he was in this film? That's a good question. I don't know. This guy just came out of nowhere, um, and you can see where this song is just kind of some producer just kind of do thought you, this up. Do you think he paid someone a thousand dollars? Ooh, for the beat. Yeah. Nah, I think this is a, a um, assembled thing. 
Hmm. You know, a record label said, hey, let's put this hot guy because the rapping is bad. Everything's bad. It reminds me of um, that episode of Fresh Prince. What is the younger girl? This is very much like a Fresh Prince type vibe. This Yeah, but Ashley has like this one really good song and they just overplay it on the radio. And then they're like, I'm sorry, you're out. My favorite uh, episode, I think it's two episodes, mm-hmm. uh, Fresh Prince, because that's the one where Jazz uh, has his own talent, and uh, he calls her Bashley. Yeah. 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 I love it. <laughs> come on, Bashley. It's a really good- You don't um, know what her name is until he's like, come on, Bashley. It's a really good arc. Um, Jazz is episode. the best part of the show. Jazz is the best and, part. And, when well, he gets Uncle thrown Phil. out Everybody of the car, yeah. dude, when there, the he's like- The house. No, 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 no. There's this one bit where um, Uncle Phil is like talking to him and Jazz is like, you can't throw me out of the house. I'm not in the house. So he ah, picks him up out of the car and throws yes. him. It's very um, cute. Solid. Uh, so this video is so bad yeah. that we are now talking about Fresh, Fresh Prince We're talking Blair. about Will Smith um, over this music yeah, video. We'd rather talk about a slapper. Slapper. Than this clapper. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... I I hated to do this, but I had to do this because a lot of the, I mean, I think part of the theme of this show is even if I didn't like it, it's something that is so ingrained, like something that's so knowledgeable, like it's so part of my experience in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been grappling with a few music videos like that as well, where it's just, especially with any of the um, Christian-y things that I have from my childhood. I don't want to revisit these things, but that's the fucking show. But is it, I mean, for me, like this is a cultural thing. It's not just my particular world. It is, Mm, it's part of my world because I couldn't escape it. Okay. The culture was latched onto it. Ooh, um, yeah, we might have a few songs like that. We'll get to it. Let's see. Do you have any highlights? Um, there is this one lady in a black dress who is just giving it all. She's yeah. just doing the dang thing. She's dancing. She's very talented. I love her work. Hard to pay attention to the ladies for me in this because I felt like they were so disrespected constantly. Um, or but because also- you're just so attracted to Gerardo. No, 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 no. Let me tell you what I was focused on. <laughs> okay. Um, how out of sync the mariachi band was with the actual music. Oh, yeah. Fact. <laughs> My low light is this lyric that happens towards the beginning that I just can't stop thinking about. Um, He says his one addiction is the female species. He eats it up like sushi. It's raw. He eats it raw like sushi. Yeah, he eats it raw like sushi. But it sounds to me like he is saying my one addiction is the female feces. Ooh. Kinky. He eats it raw, like sushi. That's gross. Um, it's disgusting. But I wouldn't want to cook it either. You wouldn't want to cook the feces before eating it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Worst you... part of our show ever <laughs> is when we started talking about cooking feces versus eating it raw. You barbarian. How could you? We have now hit a literal low uh, that we cannot recover from. We're just very fecal focused. I, I'm just trying to imagine being a listener and, and coming and, and like just feeling it. Like it just got to be like, no, no, you're not. No, you're not going to say that. Um, so let's move on from that because I, I think we can agree that it's just bad. What's your highlight? My highlight is 
the actual amount of Spanish spoken in this. I do not remember this much actual Spanish in this. Oh, yeah, tops. It's beautiful. Yeah, that, I, it's very I, Of nice. course, I remember the Rico Suave part of it, but like he's speaking a lot of Spanish. And then he kind of re- repeats in English some of the stuff he's saying just said in Spanish. Yes, to clarify for the white audience. <laughs> Which is really fun for me now, um, understanding more of that language than I did in 1990 as a 9 or 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, so that was fun. Low light. Low light. Um, hmm. It's pretty bad. I remember. I th- I fully expected this to be better produced, and because it was such a hit, and because I'm so snobby about this stuff now, um, <laughs> uh, I do admit that I'm so much more audio focused than I've ever been in my life, and um, songwriting focused. Uh, and this is just not good. It feels like how did this become a hit? How in the world? Would people like this? Nah, it's wrecking ball. It's poker face. It's timing. It's, yeah. It's when it happens. Sometimes yeah. it's just the opportunities there. It's just the perfect time and place for something. Um, what is the train song where he's like trying to get away from a woman? He's trying to get away from women? Yeah. There is one train song where he's like... Uh, Okay. Oh, it feels like every song he sings is to a woman. I, yes, but this song in particular weird? is really, really bad, and I don't understand why people like it. Is, is um, that not a weird thing, though, to just constantly sing to a woman? Constantly? Yeah. Like your whole thing? Is singing to women? Yeah. Uh, 50 Ways to Say Goodbye. That's the name of the song. I don't know how that goes. I don't understand why people like it. It's such a bad song but it came out at a time where i guess that was a very popular theme or something and everybody loved it yeah that is what the song now is to me okay yeah cool thank you for showing me this though now now i know yeah i'm sorry to do it to you but um a lot of people know this and i did not but now i do and i have a feeling it's gonna come back somehow okay you know, everything's being regurgitated at this point. Can we get away from bodily expellents? This is a batshit crazy music video and song. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about it, everybody. Internet. <laughs> Internet. Go. <laughs> Woo. Make it so number one. <laughs> See you Engage. back at the uh, movie talk, guys. Thanks. Drug. Highlight is Twist Off Guy. Um, Who is Twist Off Guy? Twist Off Guy. Twist Offer? Twist Offer. Twist Off Guy. No. Twist My highlight is Twist Offer, the jock who is running around with wine. I love him. I think this is great. Really? Yes. It's so it's the, funny. It's the most like actual. Um, Premeditated sexual assaulty character in sexual assaulty <laughs> assaulty. No, he he he's manipulating these women. No, 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 it's no, all no, premeditated. No. no, see that is not how I read the character at all. And but I find this fascinating. Happening. I find this fascinating that I read it completely differently. But so, he's doing that. He's trying. <laughs> Whether you read it that way or not, he's doing that. My perspective was he is a jock. 
but he is trying to show that he's like this elevated, educated man to these freshmen. Um, he's posing. Yeah, he's posing, but it's also so ludicrous. It's like you are, as we said three years later, fronting. Fronting. He yeah. is fronting all cap. This guy yeah. um, does not understand that he is just a senior, and that is enough for these freshman girls. He is a football player senior, hmm. and according to the laws of this film, that is enough for these freshman girls. So, wait. But I call him Twistifer because we have this scene where he's like pouring this wine for all these different girls, and then they smell it, and they're repulsed, and then they don't drink it. Yeah. And he's talking about how like elegant and refined and educated he is, and then he screws the cap back on his red wine, and I'm like, this guy. Hey. We had red wine with a cap. We did. Tonight. I don't mind a twist off, but if you're going to be talking like high game. If you're it's gonna be really talking good like, wine. It is really good wine. Um, what if, are we doing? I'm just saying like it's really funny to me. I'm very surprised by this. That's all. Seems out of character for you. Um, it's not my only highlight. It's just the thing that we hadn't really talked about that I just thought was very comical. You should have mentioned how... The main character in this movie is that dude, Jordy, we know's whole thing. Jordy? Yeah. You're looking at me like, I know this person. Yes. <gasps> ah, yes. The glasses, the yeah. haircut. Well, yeah. he's not, Jordy doesn't have curly hair, but. Yeah. Now, I was confused because I thought we were still talking about Twist Off Guy. It's really not my only highlight. I just love the fact that. This is incredibly animalistic, and everybody has to look to the strong men in this societal group to get their cues. It's not until Cindy, at lunch, defends Patrick Dempsey to the jocks, uh, when the jocks are finally like, okay, fine, I guess we'll let this guy in the group. I was surprised he was act like they actually included him. Yeah. And he could acclimate to their way of being because he seemed to be judgmental of that. Like, it's like me going to some, it's like going to a Klan rally and pretending to be a Klansman or something yeah, to me. Yeah, like, that's an extreme example. But those are the best examples because it it, it illustrates like how the it's difficult, right? No, the difficulty I think- is I have to jump outside of my own well-being to, or my own being, like genuine self, mm. to participate. It would be more like you going to the RNC or you going to either way bank same, owners same convention. I have to, you know, detach from my own ideology, right? My true ideology, in order to participate in what they're doing, and that's what that's why I'm so surprised. I thought he'd be like most movies, just dating the girls, and all the guys would be mad at him and hate him the whole time, which would have still worked. They didn't need to like him in this. No, they really didn't, but they do, and that is weird. It was cool, uh, because it's different, but everything about this is different. I've seen so many 80s movies with not this premise, of course, but with these dynamics, high school and cliques and yada yada. Um, And there's so many great examples, and I love a lot of it, especially like horror, the way they explore these kind of different groups of people in high school. Um, I think it can be really fun to do that. But this, I felt, was so inaccurate um, and limited. I don't think they really talked or talked. They represented enough diversity in what kids are like. Oh, definitely not. 
Yeah. And I mean, in some ways, how could they? But also, they could have tried harder. Yeah. And he follows the jocks to a certain point. And then we get this moment where we're like, will he or won't he egg his old friend's house? Mm-hmm. And then he does Throw a it. bag of shit at his old at his yeah. friend's house. Yeah. That's my low light. The visual of the shit on the door. Yeah. Um, and just... Meanwhile, your opening to the show is <laughs> the is guy... Is the shit. Yeah. Um, being mad about it. Yeah. That's my low light. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking. This whole... It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This whole moment just makes... Patrick Dempsey's character is so incredibly unlikable that it's really hard to swing back all the way around to liking him at the end of the film. Yeah, he's truly fractured this friendship with that move. Yeah, like they're not they're not hanging out in college. It's just they're like, not, you know, uh, this and uh, the Banshees of Inisherin, same movie. Uh, in a way, <laughs> kind of. Patrick so Dempsey parallels. just like woke up and he was like, I don't like you anymore. Pretty sure his friend's Irish too. So there you go. That's awful. <laughs> oh my God. Well, let's wrap this damn thing up. Yeah. I think we've talked a lot about a movie that really doesn't have a lot going on, uh, which is kind of our MO. That's what we do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Talk way too much about a simple plot. Is that what our show is about? We talk a lot about movies that don't have a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. There you go. Uh, hey, if I were to play this movie again, would you run away or would you make this bitch famous? Hell no. Um, it's an 80s movie with um, no hot parts, no funny parts, and no cool parts. And in an 80s movie, I will put up with a lot of nonsense as long as you have strong representation in one of those fa- fields. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awful. And I'm sorry for all the clicking in the background. I'm just waving my note. Uh, um, what do you call this thing? Clipboard. Clipboard. <laughs> That's awful, Ryan. What? Oh, my God. What? Okay. You 80s won't. movies are only good for those things. Ow. Ow. That's so painful to hear. I just, I can't imagine why I would want to watch it again. I don't know. Are there any boobies in Iron Eagle? He gets tit, as he puts it. Yeah. And we don't even see it. We do not. Did you want to, though? These are technically high school kids. No. Yeah, that's the complicated part. Don't give me the sexuality at all. Oh, okay. Got it. Like, don't make it that close. You don't need to. It's not important. Yeah, to be frank, I was surprised that Iron Eagle didn't have like a, I'm about to fly across the world and save my dad. Let's bone right now. All he needed was a good cassette to play. That's real. (laughs) That's so wholesome, (laughs) given how dark that film is. Final thoughts. Do you feel like you learned anything about me? No. Are you going to run away or make this famous? Are you still a champion of this film? I would watch this again. Yeah. I would. And you would still encourage people to watch this. I would. I hope that anyone who is listening right now has seen this movie. So I think this is considered like a classic. This is not, maybe not classic, but this is considered a good movie in regards to nostalgia, even whatever it may be. I think people remember this fondly. It's no 16 candles, but it's up there. I think it's referred to. And again, I don't know why I haven't seen it, but. I must have just like seen some of it, the beginning of it, and been like, no, this is not for me. Yeah. But um, I think this is regarded as a good movie generally. So um, I don't know. I don't think you can fight that. No. But it sounds like you're willing willing to ride that wave. I will. I will ride the 
the the rave, and I will watch the movie again. I'm gonna wide the rave. I will do it. Yep. Um, have we learned anything? No. No. I. When are you watching this? How old are you? Oh goodness. Uh, six or seven, ish. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. Young. That's not good. Um, and I didn't see it in its entirety mm. until college. It's entirety? Entirety <laughs> until college, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there something that attaches you to it? Yeah, I think it's all the stuff that bores you, actually. Um, the fact that it's filmed where my mom is from. Well, don't be so bitter about it. <laughs> I'm a little salty, yeah. So, it's location, it's location. It's just this. It set the cornerstone for my ideas of what the 80s were. My idea that like the 80s all took place in Arizona and could not have taken place anywhere else. Hmm. Um, the general aesthetic, whatever this like half cowboy, half. I don't know, suede oh, sheet thing. Oh, we didn't talk about that. At the end of the movie, he's got like full cowboy kind of shit going on. Yeah, yeah. It's like his his original outfit with the, um. he's got the exact same t-shirt on with the You Are Here Galaxy thing, which is a cool shirt. Yes. Um, But he's got a cowboy hat and cowboy boots now. Yeah. I thought that was just like the cowboy chic was the aesthetic for all of the 80s. And apparently mm. it was not. Mm-mm. Like I've seen nah. movies since. No, nah, neon. But that is what I identify as mm-hmm. 80s. Um, yeah, even in the Breakfast Club, the boots that um, uh, Molly Ringwald is wearing, I'm like, yep, cool. 80s oh. happens in Arizona. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so it it set that foundation for me. So we've been watching a lot of film from the 80s because of this podcast and also not. Um, and I think it's important to establish what concepts I already have of what the 80s were. Which it sounds like is your parents' experience. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, that kind of makes sense. What's um, your experience of the 70s? Is it your mom's experience? How could it be? Well, I'm just curious, like, how this works for other people. Because I don't have, like, a clear concept. My parents grew up mostly in the 80s, I guess. They were teenagers in the 80s. Right. So I don't have, like, a firm concept of what the 70s were like, but I have a very clear concept of what I thought the 80s were like. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I understand that feeling a a bit tied to it because you're born from it in some ways. Sure. These are the people that, you know, raised you, and that's an influential time for them. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, they, yeah, I, I, I can't say that there's anything that deep that I learned from this, especially now that you've articulated that it's mostly tied to your geographical interests. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think otherwise this movie is, is kind of a bad version of an 80s movie. And while the concept is interesting, I don't think it's executed well. Interesting. Okay. Okay. It does make me feel um, nostalgic for whatever time I spent in Arizona. Because there's like a, a vibe, an aesthetic, that like rustic, um, vaguely Spanish vibe. I'm going to quote one of the most brilliant characters of all time. Okay. We can't ever go back to Arizona. <laughs> okay. 
Um, if nothing has been learned, nothing gained. Uh, I just have one question left for you. Mm-hmm. It's a very important question. I think it's my favorite question. Uh, here we go. Mm-hmm. What we watch next? What we watch next? Oh boy, am I excited to do this? I am breaking convention. I'm jumping through the time portal way in the future, and guess why? Because everybody is out here to spoil all the good shit for everybody. <laughs> Not for everybody, but for our dynamic, because there's lots of great shit that I want to show you, but we have now created this uh, show that kind of prevents me from just saying, hey, let's watch this whenever. We do things formally now, right? Yeah, we do. And I've been walking through in real time, like, hey, this was 86, 80, you know, I haven't even gotten to 87 yet, really. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to try to focus more on what really is important and fun and, you know, things I reference frequently, things that are ingrained in my life. So you're going like full on me and first season of this show? Sure. I mean, not quite, but um, I am going to introduce things that I think are coming up a little bit too often and might be spoiled. (laughs) Oh, boy. The the one I'm about to say Uh has come up. In major ways recently. We (laughs) just saw Clerks 3. Yes. And it came up in a major way in that movie, and it I just sunk. Oh, Because this is one of the greatest movies of all time. Okay. Of all time. Morris Day in the time. This This movie is phenomenal, and I was willing to wait because it's worth the wait, but no longer. I'm afraid these other movie podcasts out here are going to do this, and no way. This is... My movie. Okay. And I guess it's Kevin Smith, his movie too. Um, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, yay. Okay. You are going to love this. And listeners, I'm assuming most of you have seen this. If you haven't, go watch this before the episode comes out because this movie is fantastic. Cannot wait for it. Okay. Well, I'm excited. Um, I've heard some things about this film yeah so. we i mean a lot of these movies are just movies i watched a lot as a kid they they weren't like things that i cherished this movie is one of the earliest movies that i cherish so looking Aww. forward to sharing that with you um it's something i quote with my mom frequently something i quoted at work a lot after it came out um so yeah guys welcome to season three we just kicked it off with a guest episode then we got kaylee showing us this pretty much cultural classic i mean i think most people know that now i'm learning some stuff about what other people know this is great Mm -hmm. um i think the show's expanding into a more inclusive more um kind of interesting um arena i i really like what we're doing oh yeah no i do too we're moving man like the the ball is rolling we have learned so much about each other and about podcasting (laughs) Like, we have learned so much. I suppose. We do what we do, and we're uh, happy to have you listening. Uh, check us out on socials. Hit us up uh, on the email at Gmail. Um, look what you made me view, of course, everywhere you can find us. Um, we do love to hear some feedback, and if you have any sort of interesting tidbits, we'd love to hear that as well. Yeah, I heard that uh, our slogan should apparently be uh, behind the scenes. He's getting in them jeans. Well, that's which you said, and I can't remember what episode it was on, but it must have been Revenge of the Nerds, I think. Oh, was yeah. it? Or and I, I'm not sure. But if you can tell us, email us. That's well, fun. Yeah, and it's a true fact. 
<laughs> behind the <laughs> behind the scenes, he getting in them jeans. Thanks again, everybody. Hope you're enjoying 2023 so far. So good. Peace out. We'll talk to you later. Um, bye. You shit on my house, man. No. You shit on my house. Mm-hmm. Boing boing. <laughs>